0: That's right, COH, I don't know about you, but that's some good news right there. I love that song. that says that God, you are whatever I need you to be, that you're the I am, <laughs> you are. And I don't know about you, but uh, there's some things I need God to be in this season, in this moment, in this hour. We thank God for Brother Philip Bryant. We thank God for our music ministry at Community of Hope to remind us that God can be whatever we need God to be, that if you need a healer, God can be that, a healer. If you need a lawyer, God can be a lawyer. If you need a provider, that God can be a provider, whatever I need you to be. Uh, You're the I am, that's what you are, and for that we're grateful. Look, CLH, I'm excited to be here this Sunday, I'm excited for this word, and I believe that God has a word for us uh, in the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, in that 14th chapter, in the 8th verse, in the book of Acts, the 14th chapter, in the 8th verse, it, it reads, In Lystra there sat a man who was lame, he had been that way from birth, and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, and called out, Stand up on your feet. At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in the Lyconian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bulls and wreaths to the city gates because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed out into the crowd, shouting, Friends, why are you doing this? We too are only human like you. We are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God. WHO MADE THE HEAVENS AND THE EARTH AND THE SEA AND EVERYTHING IN THEM. IN THE PAST HE LET ALL NATIONS GO THEIR OWN WAY, YET HE HAS NOT LEFT HIMSELF WITHOUT TESTIMONY. HE HAS SHOWN KINDNESS BY GIVING YOU RAIN FROM HEAVEN AND CROPS IN THEIR SEASONS. HE PROVIDES YOU WITH PLENTY OF FOOD AND fills YOUR HEARTS WITH JOY. EVEN WITH THESE WORDS, THEY HAD DIFFICULTY KEEPING THE CROWDS FROM SACRIFICING TO THEM. THEN SOME JEWS CAME FROM ANTIOCH AND ICONIUM AND WON THE CROWD OVER. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. But after the disciples had gathered around him, he got up and went back into the city. The next day, he and Barnabas left for Derby. This is a crazy story to me. It's a crazy story, and scripture is filled with all these crazy stories, and, and it's not just stories of kind of healings, it's not just stories uh, 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 of turnarounds, uh, but I believe that this is a great story in leadership development. This is a great story in entrepreneurship. This is a great story in institution building, because I would argue that it's in times like we're facing right now that great things can be built. I would argue that it's in times that we're facing right now uh, that you can be able to start the business, you can be able to start the nonprofit. you can be able to start Start the mentoring program, you can be able to start uh, the protest, you can be able to start the revolution, you can start the organization, you can uh, start whatever you need. You can build something special during these seasons. And what we watch is Paul and Barnabas were major developers. Uh, they were major church planters and church builders. In the early church, they traveled literally all over the world uh, shaping and building new churches in God's honor and God's glory. And I believe that we can learn some lessons from them in leadership that can help us in this season, because I don't just want to talk to you, Community of Hope, about how to make it through a rough situation. I don't just want to talk to you about all that God can do for you, but there's some folks right now that you have a vision that in this season of being locked in, in the season of being held up, that God's been talking to you, whispering to you, and there's some things you need to be doing, and I believe that now is the moment, now is the time for that to bubble up, and I believe that this story is an amazing story that can help us see. Uh, what you've got to see is you see. a. Paul Paul and Barnabas. They had one they, they, they had been in a place called Antioch, and then they went to this place called Iconium, and now they find themselves in Lystra. And in each place, what they were doing was they were going and they were preaching the gospel. And uh, you find that they had gone into Lystra and they had gone into the synagogue, and they were preaching. Now, Paul and Barnabas were doing something a little bit different because they weren't just preaching to Jews, but they were preaching to Gentiles as well. Uh, initially, they felt and everybody felt that Christianity was just for the Jews and felt that Jesus had come for the Jews. But then they realized a bit later that Christianity was for the whole wide world. And so here they are there, in Lystra had previously been an Iconium, and and they're preaching the gospel. They're preaching in the synagogue, and they're preaching. And the Bible says that there was a guy who was there who had been crippled in his feet, and had been lame from birth. And what you see is that God was able to work a healing in his body, because he had enough faith to believe that God could work it out. And one of the first things I want you to understand, Community of Hope Church family, if you're ever gonna be able to be the leader that God has called you to be, build what God has called you to be. I don't care how young or how old you are. uh, We've got young people that are working on clothing lines right now. I'm talking about young elementary school young people because I don't think that leadership is just dictated by age, but I just think it's dictated by vision. And one of the first things you've got to understand if you're going to move to be all that God has called you to be in this season is you've got to be prepared for success. You've got to be prepared for success. One of the biggest challenges for many businesses is that they're not prepared for success, and you end up being prepared for failure, you end up being prepared for struggle, and you're cool as long as you gotta hustle, but when success comes, you don't know what to do with it. But you've got to be prepared for success. Paul and Barnabas are sitting there, they're preaching the gospel, and they see a gentleman, they can tell that he's soaking up these words they're saying about Jesus, they're preaching about Jesus, and they tell the man, man, come on, get up. And the dude jumps up, and he's healed. And the success of the moment is overwhelming, because the people in in Lystra all of a sudden start to believe that Paul and Barnabas are gods. They start to worship them as gods. They start to want to have a sacrifice for them that they're trying to worship them as gods. And one of the things you've got to understand is that when you get success, you've got to understand every success you have, is all from God. One of the challenges many of us have is that we end up claiming the gift as if the gift was from us. We end up claiming the success as if it was all about us. But the truth be told, the success is a result of your prayers and your hard work, but it's really also a result of God putting some anointing on it and God positioning you and God orchestrating your situation. And when you claim the success and when you claim the gift, then God doesn't get the glory. But if you give God the glory, then God doesn't mind allowing you to get some of the credit. The challenge is we want the credit and the glory. Uh, That We sit there and, and we want everybody to worship us. We want everybody to bow before us what happened for Paul and Barnabas is everybody literally, they were going to get bulls to be able to have a sacrifice for them, calling them gods, calling them uh, these gods and, and trying to make, but they understood, they ripped off their clothes, they said, no, 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 we're not gods. Uh, the, the, the power we got is from the true and living God, that they were one, they were prepared for success because they didn't get so caught up in the praises of the people that it threw them off. Uh, but the second thing you've got to understand is one, when you're prepared for success, then too, you got to be prepared for haters. Because I don't care with you, uh, I don't know about you, but I've come to understand over these years that no success is hater-free. That's right. There's no success that you can get to that's hater-free. Uh, but, but wherever you go and whatever you deal with, you're going to have to deal with haters in your life. The truth be told, uh, if you're not dealing with haters, then you're probably not that successful. But the rea- reality is that most success, you have to deal with haters. Look at Paul and Barnabas in this story. That what happens is what? The folks are trying to worship them. They tell them no. They tell them this is God's work. And even with that, and even with them teaching, and even with them preaching, uh, the Bible says that the folks still are having a hard time not working worshiping them. But then the Bible says that there were some Jews from Iconium and Antioch. Those were the places they were previously. Now those were the places they were previously and when they had gone, they had preached the gospel. God had blessed in the same way. God had done miracles. And you had haters from other areas they had already had success in coming. And it said they persuaded the crowd against them. And when they persuaded the crowd against them, all of a sudden the same crowd that loved them was going to give sacrifice to them stoned Paul and left him at the edge of the city because they thought he was dead Uh, you've got to be very careful uh, uh, about uh, getting caught up in success because with success comes haters and and, and if you're not careful uh, you'll get so caught up in success that you won't understand the power of the haters coming right behind it and you won't be prepared for the haters but when you understand that you're prepared for haters then you understand that the haters can't stop you let me help you Uh, let me take something just from Current pop culture. Our dear sister Meg The Stallion. Dear sister Meg, uh, earlier this year, I'm talking about she got a song out, I'm a Savage. E- everybody, I'm talking about everybody was doing the little TikToks to it. Everybody was all over social media doing it. Uh, she even had a remix with Beyonce on it, uh, Classy, Bougie, and Rash. I'm talking about everybody was doing that joint. The whole internet was blowing up all of them. But a little bit recently, our dear sister was out with her brother, and, and, and the brother shot her in the foot. And the same internet that was sweating her, the same internet that was giving her adulation, the same internet that was worshipping her, the same internet that was doing all this talking about I'm a savage, uh, classy, bougie and ratchet. That same internet turned on her and started making jokes about her getting shot in the foot. Now, how do you make jokes about a sister who got shot in the foot? How do you make jokes about domestic violence? How do you make jokes about a sister's trauma? But the same internet uh, that had people that were worshiping her is the same internet that haters emerged. And the crazy thing is that some of the folks who are saying crazy stuff are people who were posed up with pictures of her uh, in the good times. You've got to understand, my brothers and sisters, that if you're going to be a success, you're gonna have to deal with haters, but you can't stay focused on the haters. You've got to stay focused on your folks. When I look at Paul, I, I get excited about Paul because Paul uh, it shows that the haters stoned him. I'm talking about they stoned him, left him on the edge of the city for dead. But the Bible says that the folks he had preached to, some of them, his disciples, had, uh, were surrounded him and he got up and he went back into the city. Because he didn't focus on the haters. He didn't focus on get back on the haters. He didn't focus on trying to hurt the haters. But what he did was he focused on the folks that were with him, the folks folks who were supporting him, the folks he had ministered to, and because he focused on them, he could go back and be about his purpose. Somebody today, you're spending too much time giving your haters your energy. You're spending too much time focusing on what the haters are saying. Let the haters hate, but focus on the folks who God has sent you to to be a blessing to, the folks that God has sent you to to change their life, the folks that God has sent you to to encourage. Focus on them and watch what God will do. So here we find Paul. Paul uh, had gotten stoned. He went back into the city, stayed overnight. And then the Bible says he left for Derby. He left for Derby and he went to Derby and did the same thing he had done in Lystra. He did the same thing he had done in Iconium, did the same thing he had done in Antioch. He went and he preached the gospel and God gave him success. He's in Derby. God gives him success. God blesses there. And what blows my mind is Paul doesn't stay in Derby. Now, now what trips me out is that Paul got kicked out of the previous places he went to. In Derby, it doesn't say he got kicked out. It just says that he grew the movement there. But it says in the Bible, after Paul grew the movement there, grew the disciples there, folks got saved there, it says that Paul went back to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. That I I would have stayed in the place where I ended up having success and no problems. But Paul went back to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, and what it says is he went back to those places and he strengthened the disciples and he appointed elders in each church. Because the third thing I'm going to tell you, and I'm up out of here, is you've got to build it to last. Paul understood that he wasn't just building a movement for the moment. He was building it for the generations. And if you understand that what you're building is not just for right now, but it's for the generations, then you've got to put the systems in place for it to be able to sustain itself. One of the challenges most of us have with success, one of the challenges that you often see in great entrepreneurs and great businesses is that what you will see is that early on, one of the things that causes entrepreneurs to fail is not that they don't have a good idea. It's not even, they don't have a good success, but they don't have good systems. They don't put the things that are in place to be able to help things go when they're gone. If you're gonna be any kind of a baller, then your money needs to make money when you sleep. If you're gonna be any kind of a baller, then your business needs to be able to handle its business when you're gone. You need to be able to go out and have people in place and systems in place to be able to navigate and do everything you needed to get done. And what Paul understood was that me and Barnabas, we are good, but we have to be able to appoint elders in each of these churches, so that when we go to wherever we got to go, uh, that when we come back, everything is going to be all right. And, and so what you watched was that they went back and poured into the people who were in those places, the places that folks tried to uh, beat up on and the places that folks stoned them, the places where folks left them for dead, went back to those places and strengthened the disciples who were in those places because he was building it to last. Uh, but the thing that I love about it is he built it to last because he knew, He was built to last, and that's what I've come by to witness to somebody today: is that you can build whatever you're doing to last because you are built to last. That you're built to outlast any hardship. You're built to outlast any persecution. You're built to outlast any pandemic. You're built to outlast any problem. That whatever your situation is, uh, that God has put something on the inside of you, and you're built to last. And so, if you build it to last, it's because you're built to last, and thing I love about this is you look at uh, that Paul was in Lystra and he was in an- Iconium and he was in Antioch. And if you look at all those areas, all those areas are in an area called Galatia. And if you look later in scripture, what you will find is one of the books of the scripture that you see is the book of Galatians. It was a letter written to the church in Galatia. In other words, uh, that here you have that Paul's off the scene. It's thousands of years later and we're still reading a work that was done in the scripture to the church that Paul built because that church was built to last. That you and I are here today because that church was built to last. That you and I are here today on the internet. You're in your bedroom, you're in your living room, you're in your kitchen because Paul built something to last because he was built to last. My brothers and my sisters, my challenge to you in this season is stop short-circuiting your own blessing. Stop short-circuiting what God is trying to do in you because you're playing the short game. Because you're running the hustle for today and not thinking about tomorrow. That you're getting success for yourself, but I need you to get a success for your children's children. I need you to build it with systems that can last so that your children's children's children are being blessed off the residuals of what you do in this season. Build it so generations yet to come are able to be all that God has called them to be. Because you understand that you build it to last because you're built. To last, in this season, I believe that God's got a blessing with your name. What did we say, Community of Hope? Slam on it. In this season, I believe that in the midst of great challenge is great possibility. In this season, I believe that even in the midst of tragedy, we can pull out triumph. In this season, I believe that you can be able to shift generational curses and your generations be better. Because if you build it to last, you can build it to last because you are built to last. Community of Hope Church family, I don't know about you, but that encouraged me. And I don't know about you, but you may be sitting there watching this, whether it's right now live with us or whether it's even in years to come. And you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life. And today I want to give you that opportunity to give your life to Christ. To make Jesus your choice. I love the scripture because the scripture talks about how God loved the whole world. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. At Community of Hope, we say it every Sunday. We're the community of hope where everyone has a chance. We don't care who you are, what you've done, or who you did it with. We don't care if you did it last night or woke up doing it this morning. But when you get connected with us, you're in the right place at the right time to become all that God has called you to be. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we want to give you that opportunity today. Just write where you are. Just say, I want to give my life to Christ. Just type it right there in the chat room. Type it right there in the area. I want to give my life to Christ. If you are already saved, but you need a church home, just type it right in there. I want to join your church. I want to become a member of Community of Hope. Or if you just want to rededicate your faith, just type right there, "I want to rededicate my faith, that so whatever it is, our folks will respond to you, and there'll be some ways we can connect with you, and we want to get further information with you. We want to get plugged in with you because today is your day. If you're making that decision today, one that you want to give your life to Christ, or two that you want to church home, or three, that you want to rededicate your faith, Won't you just repeat this prayer with me? Uh, we say it all the time, but it'll be my words for your faith. You can repeat it after me just right now. Say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And right now, I ask Jesus to come into my heart I accept him as my Lord and as my Savior. And so today, I thank God that I'm saved. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Look, family, look, friends. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, if you gave your life to Christ or joined our church or rededicated your faith, just right where you are, just type that right there so our folks can connect with you, our folks can get you plugged in to all that God is doing in this season at the Community of Hope AME Church. Now look, before we go, you do still have time to give. You know there are different ways that you can be able to give, and we'd be blessed to have you to give. You can do uh, a text to give, or you can give on the Givelify app, or... Um, You can give on Cash App, dollar sign, give COH, or you can even give right there in the area just by clicking the link at the Nation.com page. Whichever way, we'll be blessed to have you give. Look, y'all have a wonderful, 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 wonderful week. We thank God. Uh, Don't forget uh, that we got food giveaway uh, this week. Food giveaway this week on this Friday at 1230. This Friday at 1230 at uh, Creative Suitland, 4719 Silver Hill Road, right across from the Suitland Metro. Let us be a blessing to you. Tell a neighbor, tell a friend, but let everybody know it's the community of hope where everyone has a chance. God bless you, COH. Have a wonderful week.